0: This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor.
1: Yo, this is Rob Maji, and you're listening to Our Lifestyle Podcast.
0: Yo, yo, as we get started, we want to thank our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast. You can visit scrapingthecoast.com for more information. Their next event, 22nd Annual, is going to be the last weekend in June. They haven't yet announced it for 2024, but rest assured, we will be out there. One of the biggest, baddest shows in the country. Get ready for more information coming soon on Scraping the Coast tap on the hashtag scraping the coast for more information we appreciate the continued support of custom car show productions yo yo you banging it out over there oh yeah oh well it's always crazy always crazy dog yo 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 merry holidays it's ODV from OLP and we are in the holiday season with a holiday cheer Biggity Mike the mayor was that you over there with some scratchers?
2: Dude, I just finished my scratchers and guess what? All three of them not winners, bro. I am not, I'm on this cold streak right now with my scratchers, bro. I don't I don't get it, but no fear, the holiday season is here and uh, I see many scratchers in my future.
0: Yep, tell Shannon to get with me and I'll tell her the right ones to get. Now, in all seriousness, I do want to break in here with some breaking news, and um, this is not easy to share. I do want Uh-oh. to say this at the beginning Mike uh, over you know this is the holiday season and we typically do not like to have to start a podcast we typically won't we'll wait until further in but it's very very unfortunate news Mike that someone in our scene someone that I last talked to face to face at mini Nats uh, which is one of our yep. favorite shows every April was Josh Pascal, and he was a, a beloved member of R.A. I recall him getting in years ago several years back. I don't exactly remember the year, but certainly you see how the camaraderie in our scene uh, our scene knows you know no sticker, no club if you will because what we've seen is throughout the entire uh, truck scene there's been uh, everybody posting about rest in peace Josh Pascal and um, I just hate to have to share that with everyone man.
2: Uh, no, it absolutely, uh, you know, it sucks uh, to, you know, somebody that's only 37 years old and, uh, you know, somebody that, you know, so many people, uh, you know, liked and enjoyed uh, his company and, uh, you know, he's no longer here with us. And that's why we talk about all the time as far as, you know, life's too short. You, you know, you never know. Uh, so, you know, cherish, cherish it, man, because uh, you never know when uh, when your time's up.
0: Yeah, it's one thousand. And when I first saw it the other day, I kind of it didn't register. It took me a few hours because I kind of put my phone down and I looked back later at Facebook and I kept seeing it. And so many people posted about it. I will tell you uh, what I was trying to say a moment ago is like our kind of scene doesn't know any boundaries, meaning that you know the scene always comes together. And and that was where my thought was at, but. Mike, you know we've seen in the past Ron Perkins when he owned Hammered Weekend Wear do similar things, but we got to give a lot of love to Tony Moore and, and the team there at Asphalt Army. I just saw a little while ago. I think it was technically on Monday. He posted uh, he had gotten a, he got had gotten okay from the friends and family, and he's doing a special sticker run. All of the money is going to Josh's family, uh, you can imagine, during this difficult time. And um, from what I saw is you basically go to Asphalt Army, um, A-S-P-H-A-L-T Army.com, and the stickers, Mike, are $5. You'll see it on the front there. It's the Josh Pascal, uh Old Girl, I believe, is what he referred to as S10 Sonoma as. They're 5 bucks, and if you order like five of them, the shipping is only one It dollar. Doesn't matter how many you order. Uh,
2: yeah. And uh, Tony, man, stand-up guy, and you know that that doesn't surprise me that he would you know do something to help um, raise money. Um, you know for uh, for Josh's family. Uh, so you know, like you said, man, it's it's something that we definitely don't want to uh, think about, talk about. But you know, unfortunately, it's a it's a part of life. And uh, so yeah, it's uh it's definitely a sad. You know, sad thing. And, uh, you know, and, you know, with that being said, definitely want to give a shout out to, you know, our man, our boy, he, he's been in the hospital, he, you know, he had surgeries. And um, it sounds like, um, after I seen a post the other day, um, he went back in the hospital and, uh, you know, Shane, you know, he's back in the hospital and, you know, definitely want to just let Shane know that, you know, he's, he doesn't want to, you know, he hasn't been answering phone calls or text messages or anything like that. But Shane, if you do listen to this, uh, just l- let you know that you are on our thoughts and our prayers, man. We're we're thinking about you, buddy. Uh, we hope for a speedy recovery.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think when we recorded the last time, I don't think that I had seen Uh, that he was in there. And of course, I did afterwards. It's uh, Shane underscore Andrews underscore on Instagram, uh, anchors away, I think was his other Instagram at one point. But of course, you know, no stranger to OLP. Uh, I consider him OLP family. He knows that. uh, and He's a good dude. And it goes back to the message that Mike and I try to send all the time that None of us know, you know, we can be preventive as much as we can, but there's some things in the universe that just, you know, you can't get past, right? It's that life piece. So, certainly, Shane, I want to let you know we're thinking of you. We'll give some more shout-outs and good vibes later um, on this episode, but I will say this. I just saw it right before we started. Jason Bell, you know, his father went in for some surgery. Uh, Jason, of course, is gearing up for the 30th annual southeast mini truck and nationals which is every april in maggie valley of course you can come get an armband you can cruise for free in the streets but his dad you know um i sent good vibes in my head and kind of what i do with my little ritual and uh certainly he mentioned that uh things were looking up so much love to your pops and everybody out there it's the holiday season it's tough um we'll talk a little bit more about that um, as we get going. But Mike, I do want to give a huge shout out again to our title sponsor. You hear it at the top every uh, episode, uh, Scraping the Coast. Of course, we'll be out there in June. It's uh, typically that last weekend in the month of June, and uh, it's a mini truck Hall of Fame event. Uh, they're in the mini truck Hall of Fame, and we'll see you out there in Biloxi. Mike, on this episode, though, we basically have somebody that's been on the list a long time, a long time Negative Camper Florida member, Eric Cryan. Huge shout out. Eric is a longtime mini trucker, a guy that's had his hands in a ton of projects, including some of my favorite trucks ever built uh, that he's personally owned and built. Uh, he also, of course, for those that didn't know, uh, Catch-22 will come up. Of course, he had his hands in that. But really just a guy that's been on the list a long time. So, Mike, I would encourage the listeners, hang with us here as we get through our normal content. And then we'll give you guys the exclusive with Eric Krein. He took a um, couple minutes away from his busy schedule to sit down with us. So tip of the cap to Eric.
2: Oh, hats off, because I tell you what, he has built some amazing cars, trucks, interior sound systems, you name it. The guy has done it. And uh, he's definitely a staple uh, in the scene for a long time.
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've been saving some photos for this moment. I've got some good ones. I got a scan. And we're going to get them out there, Mike, so everyone can see them.
2: Oh, leave it to ODB. You know
0: it. (laughs) The overview of this episode is brought to you by our family at Hammered Weekend Wear. We tell you time and time again, it's H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. They have the open enrollment going for next year uh, with the T-shirt subscription, the hoodie subscription, the banner subscription, you name it. If you're like me, maybe you have too many shirts in your closet and you go, man, maybe I need some hoodies because I live up in Alaska. Maybe you need some more banners for some of that truck smut on the garage wall. Uh, of course, you want to hit up H-A-M-M-E-R-D, com. Mike, the general updates, dude, just want to ask you, bro, I know it's been a couple weeks, but how was Thanksgiving, man? I know you guys usually do kind of a, a bigger shindig. Yeah,
2: no, we we do our Friendsgiving uh, every year here at the house. And um, we had a total of 23 this year. And uh, and it was absolutely amazing as always. Um, all the everybody you know brings brings some food, and uh, and we have a good time. I mean, it doesn't get any better than the three F's, man. You got the food, the family, and football. I mean, foosball. It doesn't get any better than that, bro. And the deep fried turkey, guys. If you've never deep fried a turkey, you got to do it. It is the best way. Um, now, oven cooked or deep fried? Which which one do you prefer, uh, ODB?
0: Well, I did deep fry one, and I talked about it recently. It took me forever to get the oil hot. Um, I didn't do it recently, but it was years ago, and uh, I loved it. I need to get better at it, but I tell you what, my mother-in-law, she did something like a 20-some-odd-pound turkey in the oven, dude, and it just was so perfect that here's the crazy thing. You mentioned the stars are aligning. You mentioned 23 guests. I turned the Faux 5 on Happy Born Day for ODB Day, which is Thanksgiving this year. Now, I'm not saying it because I want people to tell me Happy Born Day. I'm saying it because it's crazy. Two, three, like Jordan, I came back wearing the Faux 5 like Jordan. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yes, you did. Yes, you did, brother. Yes, and, and we did not say, you know, um, uh, Happy Born Day to you. So, yes, absolutely. Happy Happy Born Day, my brother.
0: Dude, it's great. And here's the crazy thing. I mean, the stars keep aligning, Mike. I mean, you've never realized this, that your born day, of course, as we know, was on the chronic, comes out in nine deuce. In nine tray, my born day is when Doggy Style came out. So we'll talk more about that in a minute. But Mike, I mean, you can't make this stuff up, dude.
2: Well, hey, listen. You you brought up the chronic, and 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 I want you to give us some background because obviously it's already been dropped. The pre-orders have been rolling in. People absolutely love this new artwork. How did you come up with this idea? You know, give us give us some feedback on this idea that you came up with.
0: One, two, three, into the four. McGinty, Mike, the mayor, and ODB is at the door. You know, Mike, I love some G funk. I love some West Coast. Kind of grew up in it. Big thanks to the big homie Paul Lane. Really got me ingrained in that West Coast vibe you know, in the late 80s into the 90s. And I bought the album, the CD. This is how old I am. I bought the CD on day one. Back in those days, it was on Tuesday. And of course, Snoop had come out a year prior. And of course, they were saying that it was going to be the biggest debut album of all time. I think by like a rapper, but they were also just saying in general. And when the album came out, in those days, I was lucky to have a CD player. I bought a used CD player from our neighbor, and it was one of those like Walkman style ones, you know. And it didn't even have the skip protection mic. Like you had to let it, you had to sit it down on a table, and then put the earphones on. <laughs> and I remember listening oh, to wow. it over and over again. And long story short, it's always been one of my favorite albums. And we had some other things in the work, and I started kicking myself. So I was able to work back with Graphic Disorder in time to say, hey, we want to go ahead and kind of move around some of our designs. Nothing had been, um, you know, f- you know, firm yet. You, we had paid for, you know, paid for one and we were waiting for another one. So we were ahead of time to be able to go, hey, I want to drop this on the 30th anniversary of Doggy Style. And I had this vision to kind of do something to pay homage to Snoop. Uh, Snoop's cousin Joe Cool did the artwork. And long story short, if you guys are listening to this, you got a couple more days, go on our lifestylepodcast.com. You can pre-order now. We're gonna have red or black. We've got banners, we've got hoodies, the larger sizes and things like that. You're gonna have to get it on the pre-sale. But Mike, that's kind of where it came from. Just really the love of, you know, the album that I have. But you know how we do, man. We try to really connect the Um, pop culture, you know, the hip-hop, whatever you want to call it, but pop culture in general to our designs, and now um, Cliff Josie is now going to be enshrined in the OLP-verse.
2: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Welcome. Yeah,
0: and he's a good dude. He's out there slinging packages like many of you guys, depending on the ladies, depending on what you do for a living. He's out there uh, slinging brown boxes, right? What can brown do for you and in this case, you know, it was like, "What can OLP do for you?" And we said, "Yo, let's post it." I was gonna share this later, but Mike, what was cool is I showed I have a kind of an extension, extensive collection of the doggy style. And sometimes, you know, you feel like you share things, and not a lot of people see it. But Snoop saw it, or someone from his team. My understanding is he does most of his social media, and they reshared Wait, it. Let's
2: just go, Jay. Yeah. Jay, let's just go with Snoop seen it and Snoop shared it.
0: Snoop shared it. Late the 23rd into the 24th, like overnight, I had passed out from too much turkey, okay? I wake up, one of the other collectors that I follow had commented back, and he said, yo, I saw Snoop shared your video. And I was like, what? I click on Snoop's Insta, boom, Cliff Josie's v- truck, you know, of course, is at the end of that. But it still was cool, but it's also a tip of the cap to Brandt and Shelly the owners of Graphic Disorder, and of course, Eric, right? One of their, what, what I, my opinion, one of the top guns there, we got to tip our cap to them because without them kind of bringing some of our visions to light, even with you guys, with Eastbound Get Town, without those visions coming to light, you know, you get to a point where it's it's tough to sell stuff, right? And like Bran always said, man, the artwork is going to help push your product or your brand and certainly it did this time. Snoop hopefully saw the end of the video. I, of course, I know he did because he would have cut it out. You know what I'm saying? If he thought we were trying to diss him with, with a Toyota. <laughs> oh, I love what you do for me. Toyota. And then you got to jump in the air. We're going to have to get Cliff Josie jumping in the air. That's it. With his legs up, holding the shirt in front of his truck. What do you think?
2: Dude, now that that that's some artwork right there, brother.
0: Yeah, if we could get uh toyota to tweet it i would say tweet but now it's called x so do i say yeah do we get them to still, exit i don't know that sounds the dumbest filthy. thing that sounds
2: yeah filthy. exactly that's the dumbest thing ever dude it's still twitter it's always going to be twitter i don't care what they sit there and talk about x this and x that and blah 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 it's always going to be twitter i
0: saw i saw something on your phone though and i thought it was like xxx and i was like i didn't think mike was on twitter but I don't know. That was Shannon said. Don't worry about it. I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means either. I don't oh. know. I don't know. Well, wasn't it a movie? Wasn't the guy from Fast and Furious in a movie called Triple X? Yeah, that? that's it. Oh, that's that was it. it. Yep. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's what out. it was. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for looking out.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, get this last thing. So, eleven twenty-three. My pack wins. We beat the rivals. We were underdogs, so we win. Snoop retweets the video, repost, whatever. We launched the new artwork featuring Cliff Josie's Yoda. People love it. All I got to say is it was a good day, and I had to blast some ice Cube. so that's where we're at.
2: Well, not only did you have a good day there, but then you also took a trip and went out to Daytona, man. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Daytona was a blast. It Technically, my understanding was it was the 50th anniversary of Of the Turkey, Daytona Turkey Run, which we all call, if you're a native Floridian, it's the Turkey Rod Run. And it's a Thursday through Sunday deal. I win on Saturday. Every year I say I'm going to stay longer. Jimmy's Rod and Customs open house, uh, what they call the shop night on Saturday night. That's, of course, in conjunction with um, John Turner, Big Juice, from Trucks and Cheeseburgers slash You Ain't Low Trucks. That was unreal. A lot of people. The biggest one I've seen. Now I did not get a chance to go last year, but I will say this, Mike. I know there's a local guy. His name's Dallas. He's a super nice guy. A lot of these kin folk, you know, it's no particular club or whatnot, but it's a lot of friends. They get together and they get a good spot at the Daytona Turkey Rod Run. So I'm looking forward to maybe uh, dovetailing into that. I mentioned it to Dallas. He said, "Yo, it's an open invite." I tell you, Mike. Just getting inside, I walked underneath the track. You know the sights, the smells, the food. Uh, it was a little overcast, so it wasn't blazing hot. Like it just, it had everything. And I and I kind of just realized that day walking around by myself that you know this is why I love like the car and hot rod community. You know, diners out there, low bros, fatty B. You got classic trucks, tons of wagons, Lincolns. It's got a little bit for everyone, and I want to kind of ingrain myself more in that event as we go forward. So that's it.
2: No, it sounds like – it. you know, every year, it's, it's a good – it's a, always a good time. It's always a good turnout. And, uh, I mean, from the pictures and the videos, you know, make sure you guys are checking out our Lifestyle the Podcast because uh, ODB over there definitely posted up some cool-ass videos. So uh, definitely go and check those out, and uh, you can see uh, some of the cool things that uh, ODB got to see.
0: No doubt, and I tell you what—the thing at Jimmy's Run of Customs. You know, Jimmy recently lost his father, and I wasn't sure how that was going to maybe impact the event. Knowing Jimmy, it was still going to go on, and it did. And it was cool to see so many people out there, so many different clubs. You know, past customers, current customers, just people in general that maybe are from out of town and they cruised over there. I know Avenue Classics brought by the Barthmobile. The big kind of RV, which was super cool. But, you know, Shulman was out there. A couple of our favorite people, Jenna Lisa, and Scott, Mike Hill, Daniel Smith, just tons of people. And it was super cool to slap hands and just kind of chat. Um, The one homie that, remember the gentleman in the wheelchair every year at Lone Star Throwdown, he comes by and he buys merchandise, dude. Yeah, he's from Minnesota. Yeah, he's from Minnesota. And I see see him, and then I kind of turn around, and I'm like, I know him. And I turn around, and he was talking to his girl who he's been dating, and uh, it's Dan. And Dan, uh, he, he was telling her, like, I know that guy. And I go, hey, man, I know you. And I looked at his face, and I go, man, I know you from Lone Star. I'm like, what are you doing out here? And he kind of told me this whole story, this epic road trip he's been on. He found the girl that was there that he's been dating now for I think better part of a half a year or so. He said things are going good for him.
2: Oh, good deal. Yes. No, he, uh, he. Shit. I think it's been every year since we've set up at uh, Lone Star. He's always come out and supported us.
0: Oh, yeah. And get this, Joe and Marlene from Branded Streets. They were there yes. all the way up from Illinois. And I brought I up, you know me, pop culture. I bring up the Home Alone house because I know it's in that greater Chicago land. And they're like, oh, yeah, we were there last week. I was like, damn.
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: So good people. But Mike, the general updates is brought to you by our kinfolk at Rose MetalWorks slash spreading the love. They're out there doing great things for the truck scene. Thanks for what you guys do. And uh we continue to wanna see what they're uh we we love to continue to see what they're doing in the scene. So Mike, next we got the trivia with beginning Mike the Mayor, and I got one question. Are you ready?
1: Are you ready?
2: Hell yeah,
0: brother. Let's do this.
1: Now it's time to get serious.
0: Now a quick update. Last week we did do a video. Was it two weeks ago? Two weeks ago we did a video episode. Now we are go- we're going to continue those going forward. We're just getting caught up with some of the audio in the can, can, so to speak. Starting next year, for the most part, and maybe with our best ofs at the end of this year, we'll continue those video episodes. So the video will be exclusive on our YouTube channel. The audio, of course, will continue to be available on YouTube, if that's how you want to consume it, or via uh, however you listen. But, Mike... So, unfortunately, we do not have video evidence this time, but we're going to take um, your best word for it. Many people love this movie. I like it a lot. It's not my favorite Christmas movie, but that doesn't take anything away from it. It is a classic. Not a cult classic, Mike, so don't try to whittle oh. it down. Don't try to whittle it down. But many, all, right, all right. Many of you love this movie, Elf, okay? And I'm just going to oh, see, because yes. I know supposedly you and Shannon like this one. Uh, so I want to see if you can finish this famous line. And oh, now, geez. Now, give everyone a second. If you do know it, Mike, give everyone a second. Because the Joey Whitby's out there, you know what I mean? They'll start. He's almost got his dash out at this point. Because I know he's been slammed. He's been pounding the fist, dude. And uh, so we want to give everyone at home uh, a chance. But the So finish this line. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is the best way to spread Christmas cheer is
2: oh, man. And I remember he's sitting, he's sitting down cause he's wanting his dad to give, do something with him. I shit, bro. I don't, uh, is to buy, 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 buy. No, give, 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 give.
0: Come on, man.
2: Oh, bro, I don't know. I don't know the answer, man. See, this is where Scotty, Scotty's so much better than I am. See, Scotty, and hats off, hats yeah. off to Scotty the body, man. What a filling in, and man, it's, there's no comparison, bro. He he knocked it out of the park. Him and Jay Church last week absolutely killed it. And here I come on here and sound like a fool because I have no idea,
0: dude. Well, here's the thing, General East texted me afterwards and said, "Yo." She's already got a new podcast, I think, lined up for Scott and I. You know what I mean? And I said, well, Jen Elise, we've already got this built over here. We just boot Mike to the side because he doesn't want to do it anyways, and then we're good to go.
2: There we go. See? And it's all set and ready to rock and roll.
0: It's singing loud for all to hear. The best ah, way to spread Christmas cheer is singing Class. loud for all to hear.
2: That's when they were trying to get the damn um, the uh, the sled to work. Yeah, right? Wasn't it like they had to have the the cheer and yes,
0: okay, all right. And if you guys haven't seen on Netflix, check out the the Christmas movies that made us or whatever version of that where they do the movies that made us. But I think that one season is the Christmas movies. It's pretty cool. It's crazy to think like when you go back and watch that Netflix episode about Elf, like they edited that movie like on a home Mac computer. It's like crazy to think that. I don't know. It's just mind-blowing. I did not know that. Yeah, it was crazy. They were talking about – because there was some controversy about the the final edit of the film, and I think the director was, like, putting his heels in the ground. And they're like, no, you need to change such and such, and then you have to watch the Netflix thing. It's pretty cool. But the trivia with Miggity Bike the Mayor this week is brought to you by The Sparks Show, one of our favorite shows out there, The thesparksshow.com, every August in Sevierville. Severville, Tennessee, where currently the biggest Buckies in the world is located. That's every August, the Sparkshow.com, one of the biggest baddest shows in the country. So, what makes
2: that the biggest and baddest uh, Buckies Well, is well, they, it the amount? Is it the amount of of um, gas station you know pumps, or is it just how big the uh, actual store is in itself?
0: Well, there's a rumor that Cousin Eddie rolled up in in, in the RV. And he tried every shiz it or out, and it did not fill up. And he said, hey, it's the biggest one.
2: Oh, okay. All right. We'll see. This is why I asked, because I knew you had the
0: answer. (laughs) I did not know that. As soon as they announced that was the biggest one, Florida said, hold our liquid death water, and we're coming for you. So my understanding is the Ocala one that's currently in the works is uh is going to be the biggest and baddest in the world, but you know, Mike, they're they're looking to topple each other.
2: Well, of course. I mean, you you can't just settle for uh, being you know second best. You got to go for you got to go for the big dog.
0: Oh yeah. So, Mike ODB or Miggity Mike the mayor live and uncut. I just want to say this, dude. And you said it earlier. The holidays are here. I would encourage people, depending on your job or your career. You know, take a little bit of time off, even if it's a day to spend with the family. Obviously, most people are going to be closed on Christmas, and you know, depending on where you work, you might have an extra holiday in or whatnot. Some of you guys might have the whole week off. Uh, who knows? But certainly, with the message that we've been trying to send here, you know, take—I I would encourage people take time off, do what makes you happy. If that's—if you've got a family and you're looking to spend time with them, do that. And also, Mike, like with uh, Jeff Davy coming on. New Year's coming up. Get your checkups, guys. I'm serious, man. You know, you think about the health and well-being. And again, we put so much time and effort into our trucks, waxing, painting, cleaning, detailing, polishing, billet, doing all that stuff. Let's do some preventive maintenance on ourselves, right, Mike? And I know you've been getting some good word from your doctors. And you've even, Mike, for you to back down a little bit off of some sweet tea, right, that saying, I mean, that's like you, Mike, flexing, a, flexing your muscles, telling, you know, Scotty the body that you'll wrestle him to the ground.
2: Well, bro, I mean, sweet tea, Mountain Dew, and you know, just from stopping and drinking those damn, you know, soda, sweet tea, and uh, really cut back on um, on the sweets, I'm not going to sit here and say that I completely cut it out because uh, I love me some damn um, ice cream. Um, but, uh, dude, I've dropped 10 pounds dude, because of it. So yeah, dude, it's, it's, it, and it was easy. Uh, because the last time I actually had a Mountain Dew is we were at, um, uh, cruising with the cruisers and the damn barbecue guy that was right next, that was set right, set up next to Harvey and the driven booth. All he had left was Mountain Dew. And I was like, oh man, I really need something to drink. And, uh, I was trying to get a water and that's all he had. So I, I started, I took this, you know, I was like, all right, I'll drink it. Well, you know, whatever. I haven't had one in forever. And dude, it doesn't even, doesn't even taste good anymore. It's so damn sweet. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely easy to do, man. It's, it, it was not hard. I thought it was going to be a lot harder than what it was.
0: Remember George McFly said, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. And I truly believe that Mike, I truly do. We'll talk more about that in the next episode. ODB Live and Uncut brought to you by Joey at Get Decked. So many of you, including Craig Braid and all the sitting pretty kin folk up in the Pacific Northwest, are getting with Joey Dilworth at Get Decked. It's Get Decked underscore VA for Virginia on Instagram. Or Joey Dilworth, just how it sounds on Facebook. Hit him up for your skate deck needs for twenty twenty four. So many of these shows. We know K Dog trafficked over a hundred of these across state lines to Lone Star Throwdown last year to help out the LST fam. And I'm telling you, the skate decks are what people want. Order some if you think that that's going to be a good thing for your show. And Mike, you could also, if people wanted to do like a kind of an insane top ten, you know, maybe they could do that. Many of us take those awards and we kind of just put them wherever. But having a skate deck that would maybe be like a top ten award. That would be something people want to keep and hang on the wall.
2: Oh, dude, I, forget about top ten, man. Those damn things,
0: that's those, bro. Come on. That's what I'm saying, dude. Hut one, hut two, hut three, hut. Biggity Mike the Mayor always coming for your gut or something like that. I don't know. I was trying to think how you throw How about
2: Biggity Mike the Mayor trying to get rid of his gut? How about that?
0: Yeah, dude, bro, we got you. Okay, <sighs> so you're out of this um, – the writer's block you told me you had for the album. Man, let's get you back in it, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's get you back in this. Oh, shit. I did save a few things that I wanted to mention. And th- there weren't um, there weren't a lot of things that I had saved uh, in terms of the scene. I did want to remind everyone that uh, Garage Gear Clothing... Mike, they continue to go to just unbelievable shows around the country. I think they were just at the um, Houston Autorama. But, Mike, we got to give a tip of the cap, man. Like, I asked if you would buy their old trailer so I could borrow. But, dude, their new trailer, did you see that new neon sign they have in that thing, dude? They basically yeah. said, dude, we're coming. I mean, dude, they could go to, like, a concourse show and rep in that nice trailer.
2: Absolutely, man. I tell you what, they, uh, they definitely know what's up and and not only that but don't they also offer free shipping
0: they do and i do believe they have free shipping now on orders of a hundred dollars or more and i know some people go man that's you know maybe that's out of my budget but that's four shirts right they have hoodies t-shirts hats accessories they've got it all and if you don't want to do the shipping again they're at these shows nationwide and i tell you what mike one of my favorite designs is the Garage Gear Clothing van. I think it's an international metro van. And I tell you what, I saw an awesome one at the Turkey Rod Run that had diesel wheels on it. Shout out to Frank. And the vans and the wagons, they have both of them, and they're all on their merch. You just got to go under t-shirts at garagegearclothing.com. Hey, I'm, I'm on it right now. I don't have many scene updates for this week. I'm going to cover a couple things here as we get um, through the rest of this episode. We're going to try to keep this portion a little bit short so we can get you guys to the interview, but we want to thank Garage your Clothing for the continued support. Uh, Mike, the industry news, I did want to mention this. This was kind of interesting. Some of you may have seen, if you do watch TV, around Thanksgiving, uh, Chevrolet had a pretty cool ad, and it was a classic Chevy Suburban featured in a touching holiday to remember ad. Uh, GMAuthority.com, they wrote a little article on it. And uh, the video features a classic suburban touching, uh, with a touching storyline about a family reunion. And it's cool to me that they do these throwback. Um, I really dig it. I think it really kind of gets to the heart of, you know, the America and many of us that grew up with these awesome rides. I, I wish that cars looked a little bit different these days, but, Mike, I'm not a designer, and I don't think I'm going to have any kind of uh, say in like what the new blazer looks like or anything. But unfortunately, it is what it is, right?
2: <laughs> it definitely does not look like it used to. That's for damn sure.
0: Oh yeah. Now, Mike, the industry updates is brought to you by. Have you heard of this show? Um, it's something about free the, the Nick or what's it called? The Freak. Oh, that's funny.
2: That's funny that you bring that up because. Uh, because I actually just got done talking to Trip, uh, uh, Trip, shoot the promoter for a freaking weekend, and um, and uh, they're getting ready to open up their pre-registration. And with their pre-registration, you're going to get, you know, your beach starter pack. I mean, it comes with a koozie, it comes with a, a cooler, it comes with a uh, sunglasses, and uh, Shoot, what was the third thing? There's four things.
0: A spot fest ticket?
2: Yes. Oh, and the passes to the beach party. And you can't miss it, bro.
0: Dude, I tell you what. You know, he's a little younger. Because, I mean, Mike, you and I are getting old. I'll speak for myself. I just turned the foe five. But, you know, he's a little younger, dude. And he has really got – I, you know, I don't tip my cap all the time to these great social media guys out there. I know his Instagram's on the rise, which is the – freaking with an I.N. weekend show, but dude, he is really grabbing people's attention with some of these awesome posts he's doing.
2: Oh, he definitely, his, uh, his posts are, uh, are definitely something else, that's for damn sure.
0: We may need him to him. help help us a little bit because I tell you what, like some of these man, they get my attention. Like he had one that I was like, man, dude, little, you know, he. I think he he see what what Trip has been hearing is he's been hearing about fast and I think he's trying to kind of dovetail in some of it so he can get on. He wants to get on the fast bandwagon. You know what I mean? Who Mike? Who doesn't?
2: Oh, dude, he could he could be fucking like uh, a Smut Bandit. You know, he could be the captain of the Smut Bandit team.
0: Right, he could have one of those, like, fisherman hat or uh, the captain hats on with the little anchor deal. And I think he could lead the ship in the port for somewhat fast. You know what I mean? Like like a Gasparilla. <laughs> I could see him out there doing it. But we're going to be at the freaking weekend show. It's September 20th through the 22nd of next year. So for many of us, uh, in Florida it's still summer. And really in the south it still is. So like you said, Mike, pack your bathing suits. And get ready. I've always thought it would be cool to have like a hardcore spring break type feel at a show. And my understanding is this is it. And the cool thing is it's so warm down there in the south. We'll be able to swim and swan dive and whatever they'll let us do at the pools. You know what I mean? But obey all local, uh, what do you call those things, placards? You know what I mean? If you're not allowed to swan dive, don't do it.
2: (laughs) Well, get ready because they're getting ready to release. Um, when I did talk to him, they were talking about how he's getting ready to release all the information about the hotel, as far as um, pricing and and uh, so you know just just be prepared because uh, it's coming here, it's coming coming soon. More info, so stay tuned. Make sure you're following, uh, you know, freaking weekend page and and trip and so on and so forth, so you can keep up to date.
0: Oh yeah. Okay, so next, I want to just mention, Mike, there's not a lot of shows left for the year. We've hit a lot of these. Now, I apologize. I continue to mention this one. Uh, Severed in the Southwest. So, SeveredTies underscore AZ on Instagram. If you guys and ladies are anywhere near Arizona, please note every year, the first weekend in December, is Severed in the Southwest. Uh, I know Switch Suspension is the title sponsor. They're good people. Um, you're going to see Severtize the main page as well as Severtize AZ continue to post. Please, if you can, go out to that event. It's very affordable. It's a one-day show. I've been there. It's been ten years this year that I that I've um, that I went. And uh, Mike, I know that show is um, is on the rise. And I think technically, I say on the rise but it's the longest-running show in Arizona, and that's a huge tip of the cap to my severed brothers and sisters.
2: Yes, sir. And I know one year, ODB and the mayor are going to make it out there.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, in addition to that, again, there's not a lot of shows left. I just want to hit upon these last couple, and then we have a big reminder for you guys for next year. So uh, we have the grand finale, which is the 8th, 9th, and 10th. That's the following weekend, uh, so December 8th, 9th, and 10th. You have the Toy Drop Auto Show, which is the 9th. That's at Lake Square Mall in the Greater Orlando area. I'll be at Rides by the River the third Saturday in Tampa on the 16th for anybody that wants to meet up and do that. But, Mike, we're not going to plug the lights in right now. We are going to say next year. The 12th, 13th, and 14th, one of the biggest and baddest shows on the Eastern Seaboard. You know what I'm talking about, Miggity Mike. Well, I'm going to guess that you're
2: talking about Eastbound Get Down. Am I correct?
0: Yes, sir. In my understanding, Uh if they listen to this, if they're day one listeners, they got to get in because they've got T-minus a couple of hours, right? Well,
2: as of right now, um, uh, Pre-registration is supposed to end on December first, and uh, so it, it's going so damn well. I kept t- I keep let's telling pu- them that let's we push should push
0: it out, like to at least the fourth, dude. Well, that's what
2: I keep trying to tell you know Shannon and 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 Kim that we should push it out a little bit because man, it's 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 going really well, and you know I made quite a few posts today, and we got quite a few freaking more uh, pre-registrations today, so. If the girls are going to allow me to do it, I'm going to extend it out. But we'll see. Um, But, guys, uh, definitely would love to have you guys. Destination Daytona. They're in Ormond Beach, Florida. It's the world's largest um, Harley-Davidson dealership. The Host Hotel, which is on property, is sold out right now. Um, We do have another Host Hotel. But, basically, guys, just go to eastboundgetdownshow.com, and you can find all your information uh, right there, or follow us on Instagram. Follow us on um, on Facebook. Uh, you know, just look up Eastbound Get Down Show, and uh, uh, and you'll be able to find find it. And you can you can get all your information you need. Or just reach out to me, and uh, and I'll get you taken care of. Not a problem. Uh, but we definitely look forward to seeing all you guys. Um, you know, we want to thank you know Big Jeff Audio for coming on as our um, uh, title sponsor this year. Uh, we actually. <laughs> We just, just got, um, uh, AccuWear, uh signed up. So Acuware will be in the house. And, uh, so, you know, eastbound get down powered by Acuware, So you can't go wrong there. Uh, so we definitely, uh, thank those guys. Of course, Rogue Audio, uh, Lowrider Depot and, uh, um, and, uh, Stingray Chevrolet, you know, are all of our big sponsors. Um, so, definitely look forward to it. And uh, we hope you guys can uh, come out and join us.
0: In Sinners and Saints Friday night, pre party brought to you by the kinfolk at
2: uh, the Atlantic Truck Meet, man. Uh, definitely, you definitely want to go and check out that, that show uh, there in, in uh, you know, the Boardwalk in Atlantic City, uh, you know, first weekend of June. Um, but, uh, Mark and, and his, and his guys will be there at the show. And they, they sponsored, you know, the pre-party on Friday night right there on property. Uh, you, you, you can't miss it. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a damn good time. We're going to have the cornhole uh, board competition going on. And, uh, you know, the corn toss is, uh, is ODB would call it. So you don't want to miss that. And, uh, uh, you know, of course, DJ Mays will be there.
0: Yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait, Mike. And I'll tell you what tip of the cat to DJ Mays. I know I've been busy and I haven't got a chance to jump on Twitch. But if you guys do, do me a favor download Twitch and search DJ Mays Radio. You'll get a notification when he goes live. And it's just a good vibe. It's free music. You can kind of chime in if you want. If I watch on Apple TV, I can't type on that. So, you know, sometimes we'll have it on our phone going, sometimes the Apple TV, the computer, however you consume the content. But Twitch and search DJ Mays Radio. Mike, also eastboundgetdownshow.com. I'm seeing hats and some of the older stickers and some of that other stuff as low as $0.50 for stickers, as low as 10 bucks for hats. I would also encourage people, one of the coolest things that Mike does, uh, and Mike, John, and the entire team, is they offer wristbands ahead of time. So if you want to not worry about having cash or however you're going to do it, just go on eastboundgetdownshow.com, and you can order um, the wristbands. That way, Mike, you can walk in like basically like a boss with your arms swinging. You know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, absolutely. And Because uh, they are day of show, uh, $20 for the weekend. Um, right now on the website, and it'll be up there until until showtime, uh, they
0: are $15. $15 make you hollow. The show updates brought to you by our kinfolk at Local Rides with the Z Mag. This is an awesome magazine, Local Rides, R-I-D-E-Z Magazine.com. Hit them up. They have a new issue out. They are great people. Uh, they have some on sale right now as low as uh, 10 bucks. So go out there. It's Local Rides, R-I-D-E-Z Magazine.com. Good folks, and uh, we appreciate all of their support. Mike, in lieu of the podcast updates this week, I just want to throw a couple more Airhead Nation updates out there. Um, And the big one is this. Look, man, one of our biggest supporters and just a great guy, part of the Garage Gear clothing team, part of the Lone Star Throwdown team, and, of course, the man behind the West Coast influence, Radar. I did see, unfortunately, that his mom passed away. And I want to send much love to the big homie. Uh, he posted uh Joan uh, Hendricks. She passed away on the twenty first. She was born in nineteen twenty one or excuse me, nineteen forty one, uh in December of nineteen forty one. So may she rest in peace and um our thoughts and prayers are with you, our brother. Um there's there's a lot going on in the world right now. Um, I know John, uh, a guy by the name of uh, Johan Slush, S-L-U-S-S, Slush. I'm probably selling that, saying that wrong. I apologize. He passed away. Um, Brian Garrett had posted, and um, everybody say rest in peace to the homie. Uh, Mike, you know, it's the holiday season and I know a lot of people, you know, sometimes struggle because they they could have challenges, you know, with their family or with health and things like that. And I just encourage people, you know, if you're in a, in a dark place, uh, you know, reach out to family, friends, uh, reach out to Mike or I, if you have to, uh, there's always help. And of course, you know, if you're ever in a situation that you feel like, you know, um, that that things are just at the end, you know, always, I I said this many years ago, you know, reach out to the suicide prevention hotline, whatever you got to do. Now, of course, I'm not drawing that conclusion on any one we talked about just now. I'm just saying that, of course, in general, Mike, I know the, the holidays can be a great time for us. They can be a challenging time for others. So much love and respect to everybody. Do what's best for you and your family. You know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, absolutely, brother.
0: Uh, podcast updates slash airhead nation brought to you by Graphics Mafia. Finally, Buddy has continued to um, post on Instagram, G R A P H I X Mafia.com. If you need signs or door advertisements or stickers, club decals, you name it, hit up graphics with an X mafia.com. Mike, the last one we got for you is we got another question that came in. On the uh, Eastbound Get Down FAQ, Mike, and uh, you know some of these guys think you know they they you know they they, they say that you can't make this stuff up, and I totally agree.
2: <laughs> Let's hear it. This ought to be good.
0: I mean, this guy he he said he wants to know if there's any way, and I should have asked Rob Seeley because Rob is one of the judges, right? I saw him at at uh, Jimmy's Running Customs. Stick, yes, sir. This guy, and I know this is kind of a far fetched one, but he he said, hey, I'd like to talk to Mike Murray and team if there's any way. I could schedule a conference call with the judges prior to the show. Uh, I want to get a sense for what they're going to be looking for to score my truck. I want to know um, – I think I'm going to be in the domestic wild class, which I don't think he knows that there's not going to be classes. Uh, he he did say his, show t- his tires are also show-mounted, but the valve stems are on the back, and he wants to make sure that you guys are going to have mirrors to be able to check all that. So I told him, I said, you know, we'll get right back. Mike, we'll get right back to him. You know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, absolutely! And hey, whoever that was, um, you know John Smith. I'll go with John Smith. Yeah. Uh, you can have as much time with those judges as you need. Okay. As long as you get there on Friday. Okay. And uh, you know before the show, and then you can you can go from top to bottom with that with with your vehicle, and uh, they'll give you the lowdown on
0: what they're looking for,
2: and uh, they'll 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 pick your pick your vehicle apart. How about that?
0: Well, I got the typewriter right here, and I'm actually gonna type him a note and send it in the mail just to keep it old school, Mike. What do you think? I mean, you hear the typewriter? You know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, I'm 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 hearing it right now.
0: Eastbound Get Down FAQ brought to you by the kinfolk at CNS Metalworks. If you want to bag your car, you need air suspension components like Accuware. It's C underscore S underscore Metalworks with an S again. CS Metalworks. Hit up Chris Burns and team at CNS Metalworks. Again, Eastbound Get Down Show, do not miss out, man. This show is building a lot of steam, Mike, and I tell you what, I always have a blast, and I love, even though we joke around a lot, I love that it kind of cools down a little bit. You know, people often say, man, Mike should have had the show in July, and we kind of laugh, and we go, you do know we're talking about Florida. January is a fantastic, beautiful time in the state of Florida, and we hope that you can come out. There's plenty of restaurants to eat around there. There's plenty to do. There's plenty to gallivant around. Stay on the property if you want. But Mike, it's Eastbound Show right .com.
2: Yes, sir. And uh, hey, and guys, there there's gonna be a special appearance made by ODB himself. He's already got a spot. I'm just I can't wait to see Bada being there at Eastbound Getdown. What do y'all think?
0: Scott keeps talking about some rumor about the Bing or whatever, and I said, yeah, the U.S. government has finally acknowledged uh, UFOs. So that's what they're calling (laughs) them now, the Bings. So, Mike, much love to you and Shannon. Stay on the rise, everyone. Rest in peace to Josh. We miss you, homie. Please go to AsphaltArmy.com and order some stickers. It's only a dollar shipping. And without further ado, we're going to roll into Eric Ryan's audio. Mike, take care, brother. And everyone, have a safe couple of weeks, and we'll hit you soon with our next episode. Peace. Hey, hey, so like I said, I'm super excited to sit down with Eric Cry, and and I just wanted to say, Eric, thanks for taking the time to sit down with OLP. No problem at all, man. appreciate you having me. Yeah, for sure, man. Do you mind just sharing a little bit of background about yourself? I assume I kind of know you grew up maybe in Florida, but maybe can you set the record straight?
3: Yeah, uh, Originally I'm from Massachusetts, but I mean, my family moved here when I was maybe two. So the reality is I've been a a South Florida resident my entire life. So I've, uh, I've lived in, in, uh, West Palm beach, you know, Palm beach County, my, my whole life. So this is, uh, this is where I've called home forever. So.
0: Yeah. I couldn't imagine living anywhere where there's snow. I'm sure you feel the same way. No, no, no. When it, when it gets below 60, I, uh, I start crying. So. <laughs> I hear you. Now, here's one thing that I never knew: is how did you get involved in like the mini truck world? Like, I-, I met you, I think, in '97, and I assume that you've always, like many of us, you got bit by the bug. But what's the real story?
3: Well, I mean, as you already know, I'm, I'm in the you know I'm in the car audio business, and um, honestly, man, like growing up in in West Palm Beach, there used to be a spot uh, in Lake Worth where everybody used to go. And this was like in the early nineties to mid nineties, um, Lake Worth beach. And it was unreal in that era. I mean, it was like probably a solid six, seven miles of bumper to bumper. And it was just loaded with, Mini trucks and imports and, you know, all the stuff from that era with, you know, graphic out little trucks and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I can remember being 14, 15 years old going there with, uh, with my buddies that had cars. And, you know, it was just, uh, it, it grabbed me, man. Like that's, that's pretty much what, what got me into it. Just seeing all the different stuff people were doing. And, you know, and then, uh, at the age of 15, I started working at a car stereo shop and, you know, we'd be working on some of these cars and and seeing the stuff. I mean, granted, I was the guy sweeping the floors in the beginning, but, you know, I was still seeing all the stuff. And, uh, and it, it just – it's uh, – you know, it definitely definitely caught my attention. And, you know, when I was able to afford the stuff, I, uh, you know, I jumped on in.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because if you think back to the late 80s into the 90s with, like, Vanilla Ice and then, you know, you had, we had uh, DJ Magic Mike – and then you had, if you go on Spotify or Apple Music, and you start looking at these playlists of like Miami bass and things like that, that whole era, you know, we had a lot of stuff going for us. And if you were a type of person like you said to cruise some of the spots, or you had a buddy like I did that had a drop top Mustang, it was like we'd, we'd put the top down and cruise out, and it, it didn't matter that it was stock; it just was a good time.
3: Yeah, I mean that that era in Lake Worth Beach. I mean, like you were just talking about the, you know, all the the. Uh base guys and everything and man like you know it a couple nights a week you'd see the power supply van there there was another dude that had an orion van you know so you'd see all that stuff there and it was just it was killer you know so i I, like very very cool stuff growing up to see and you know now there there isn't a whole lot of that stuff now but man it was just
0: crazy back then so oh yeah now i want to talk about your peach s10 that i when i first met you in 97 uh briefly but I think you had told me one time before that you did have a Mazda that predated that. What happened there?
3: So I had multiple Mazdas before that. Um, You know, when I, when I, I think when I was like, I think I got my first Mazda when I was like 17 years old, I had a 89 B2200 extra cab and, uh, you know, just seeing all the trucks around, you know, it was instantly slammed it and put some Pathfinder wheels on it and, you know, had it as low as it could possibly go without spending any money at all.
0: So, oh, you know, wow. it
3: rode like crap. It rode like crap. The only suspension it had was the tire at that point, but you know, I, I thought it was cool. And, uh, you know, uh, that one lasted me about a year. And then, uh, you know, at that point I was, you know, just starting to get a job where I made a little bit of money. And, uh, after a while I just decided, man, it was time for a new truck. And, I started searching for the last year of the the B series, like that 2200, 2600 body style. I found a. I uh-huh. I literally drove for every weekend. I would just get on the road and go all the buy here pay here lots until I found a 93 extra cab, 2600i. And uh that was like my, at the time, my, my dream truck. So found one that had, you know, not that they had a lot of options, but you know it had every option in a two wheel drive at that point and uh bought it and brought it home and just transferred everything from my eighty nine over to that truck and then uh the, that's that's where it started you know that truck we went you know first week I had it I dropped it off at a body shop and shaved the emblem, shaved the antenna and uh you know did a uh side swing tailgate and then a roll tan, and you know, then uh, did the stereo in it. And you know, down here, I mean, you already know Daytona is a, a big deal. And one of the uh, one of the manufacturers that we dealt with at the stereo shop I worked at, you know, offered to sponsor me. So Soundstream sponsored the truck, and I uh, I wanted to go a little over the top with it, so I dropped it off and had the whole bed sheet metaled out and did a few other things to it. I've, it's been so long. I don't remember everything I did to it, but, uh, we did, uh, hydraulics on the truck to make it lay frame. And that was my first real custom truck. I would say like my first Mazda was mild, you know, it was just a lowered stock truck that was kind of cool for the, for the time. But then the, the Teal Mazda got a little, little heavy. And then, uh, yeah. That truck got stolen. So wow. after it was, well. stolen, yeah, after it got stolen, that's, uh, that's when, uh, Bobby at Mad Mods had the, the S10 that he had built. It was just kind of sitting off to the side in his carport and it was starting to look a little rough and, uh, he had it for sale for cheap. I grabbed it and, uh, you know, fortunately paint and body was already done to it. And, you know, a couple things needed to be repaired, but nothing crazy. So we fixed all that stuff up and drove. It was already, it already had hydraulics. It didn't quite lay frame, but it it was low, had a C notch, nothing crazy. And, uh, you know, the front was, it was really close to laying frame on 17 inch billets. Uh, when I bought it from him, it didn't come with the wheels and he wanted all his hydraulics out of it. So I immediately took the truck to, to Frank at Reds in Miami, dropped it off, had him do a all new hydraulic setup. And then a couple weeks later, brought it back. Had him do well. Actually, uh, I guess you you and I met. Was the truck already body dropped when, when we met?
0: Yeah, I think it was because it had um, it, it had the barbed wire um, graphic it on. Had it, the graphics on it. You head. had like the composite so, headlights and stuff.
3: Yeah. So back and forth a little bit. Um, when I bought the truck from Bobby, it didn't have the it didn't have the blazer uh, grill and headlights on it. Um, it did have that eclipse bubble in the hood and he had modified the, the front bumper for the, uh, the bumper lights were, I want to say they were just like round rather than the, the over, you know, the, the, I guess rectangular shape ones yep, yep. and, um, literally bought the truck from him two weeks before SlamFest, and took it down to reds, bought a set of 17 inch welds, uh, staggered billets for it and put all new hydraulics in it did a stereo in it and brought it to slam fest
0: yeah and it and looked damn good
3: was, man yeah it was i was happy with it then and then uh some things took place at SlamFest fest where uh somebody made a comment to me and uh that was that was not you know probably not the right thing for my pocket but uh you know i at that time period i didn't want to hear anybody so i uh as soon as I got home, I dropped the truck off back at Reds. Well, first I took the hood off the truck, dropped it off to Dave at Glassack to do graphics on it, and then I dropped the truck back off at Reds and had him fully body drop the truck. And uh that was kind of a that was kind of a, a trickle down on that one. It 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 got a little out of hand and uh the truck sat in the shop for a long time and uh I ended up getting it back Maybe three weeks before Slamfest the next year, which mm-hmm. is when you and I met. Ah. And, uh, I, it was, uh, it was crunch time, basically got the truck back and put it all together. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was how you saw it. So it was, you know, body drops, the graphics were done on the hood. I finished the interior and, uh, funny thing about it day before Slamfest. Somebody, an old man rolled into the shop that I worked at, saw the truck sitting outside, and made me an offer I couldn't refuse to sell the truck. Wow. So literally at Slamfest, I didn't even own it. Um, you know, I just told him, Look, I I won't let the truck, I wouldn't even sell the truck. And uh if he wouldn't let me take it to Slamfest. So he gave me a deposit and loaded the truck on the trailer. Uh Big John towed it to uh to slam fest for me, so nothing. Would, I didn't want to take a chance of anything happening to it,
0: sure.
3: so towed it to slam fest, and uh, it was
0: it was gone the day I got home. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. I remember you telling me you sold it, and what people may not realize, like you're thinking, you know, we're talking like the late 90s, you know. I mean, sure, stuff was kind yeah. of popping off on the West Coast, but from the East Coast perspective, I mean, that truck I remember, of course, Big John's on the big wheels and things like that. Like you guys were really – holding your own, so to speak, down there in South Florida.
3: Yeah, I mean, at the time, I mean, John had, you know, this is, uh, you know, at that time I was in local minis. Um, John had his truck on 20s, and that was literally, as far as I know, that was the first truck on the planet body dropped on 20s. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went into Reds to buy the 17s, he had he had a set of 18s in stock, and at the time I was like, oh, man, are you crazy? I know, that's way <laughs> too big. You know, so uh, stick, stay with the 17s. And, uh, you know, at the time that was, you know, the, the big size on an S10. So, you know, it was cool to have it like that. And, um, yeah. So, you know, that truck, uh, that truck was definitely, definitely cool. Courtney wanted to shoot it. And then, uh, he walked around the back and saw there was some damage on the roll pan. So he ended up not, not shooting it. So that truck never, uh, never saw the magazine other than just like show shots
0: yeah and th- then, at that point it like when it was it one of those trucks, like when you sold it, it kind of disappeared from existence,
3: yeah, so there, man, that was the, the old man had really bad luck with it, so uh, I sold the truck to the old man, and i mean it was it was funny because he showed up to the shop I worked at the next day, and I mean this guy he was probably late sixties, early seventies, like wow. he had no business. He had no business having a truck like that other than the fact that he had money and he just, you know, wanted it. So never been in anything with adjustable suspension. He literally hopped in the truck, drove it out of the shop, drove it out of the parking lot, and then one of my buddies drove by in a a bag S10 and dragged on him, and the old man literally laid it out in the middle of Okeechobee Boulevard and railed the shit out of it. And uh he ended up doing a ton of damage to the roll pan drove the truck immediately to a body shop. And when it went to that body shop, the truck got broken into someone stole the wheels. They stole everything off of it, stole the stereo out of it. And uh, yeah, I, I never wow. saw the truck yeah. really right after that, you know, like they, they fixed the paint on it. It went to, to wicked. They, uh, they did an all new hydraulic setup in it and the old man put it in a storage unit and I've never saw it again. Yeah, never, it could be never heard there, so. or saw anything about it. Yeah, as far as I know, it's you know I don't know someone. Someone said that they saw it in the Carolinas or something, or I don't know. I, I I never saw it again. So, oh yeah, you know, unfortunately, it was it was one of those trucks that if I saw it today, I would buy it back. But you know, it's whatever.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it now. Yeah, and we salute you guys because, like, dude, I remember going ninety six, ninety seven, and seeing your truck, Big John's, that guy Sarkesian. Like these different trucks. There was the um, the one local minis, the Aqua S10, that crazy white and blue and black one. Like seeing all that stuff down there was like motivation for us, you know.
3: So that was the peach truck, the one with the like the shark looking graphics on it. Oh, that was right white with like some some pink. That was the peach truck. That was its original paint job, and then Bobby Bobby painted it the peach after that, and then I I bought it from Bob after that. Oh, that's but yeah, crazy. that truck
0: had the graphics on it previously. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Now, if we're talking like late 97, we remember going the blood drag a couple years later when Eddie got that going and we see the Tacoma did you kind of go from the S10 take a quick break and then jump over and buy the new Tacoma?
3: There was no break. I I, I had already uh I already put money down and ordered that truck ah, before okay. I went to before I went to Slamfest. That's I sick. just didn't want anybody to know. So, uh I had that truck literally zero miles on it i bought it it had like well i say zero it had like one mile on it when i bought it and uh i drove it directly from the dealership straight to wicked dropped it off or well tried to drop it off i i think i got to wicked it had like 45 miles on it trying to drop it off the body drop it and do everything and uh unfortunately um i don't remember the guy's name but there was a suburban that
0: they had body dropped that the uh um, I want to say Fester's suburban. That yeah, you have the, now. the yellow one. Yeah, because it was that awesome yeah, kind of darker color.
3: Yeah, that guy beat me in the shop by a day. So they told me they're like, man, if you, I had ordered the truck and it took like two, three weeks to get it. And uh, they had told me like, look, if you can get here before before him, you're getting in. If not, it's it's first come first serve. So I got the truck there and I was a day late. So I had to wait uh, till they finished that truck. So I literally drove it home, parked it. It didn't move. I didn't want to put any miles on it. I didn't want to do anything to it. Stock. I wanted it built before I even drove it. So, you know,
0: that was was how that one started. And then once it got laid out and you brought it to Tampa, you basically, the photos, if I remember correctly, from the construction zone, they shot those because I remember seeing it there. So the cab was laid flat. You know, it's kind of the stock color. The bed was all shaved. You had the hydros, all that. That was, was that like one of the first times you brought it out?
3: So I had the truck. Um, I got it. So the truck was a 99. I bought it end of 98. Um, I bought it November of 98. And it was, I want to say, it was done in 90, in 98. Like it was body dropped in 98 and it was yeah. 99. So uh, Wicked finished it, I want to say just before Christmas. And I drove the truck like that actually no I'm I'm wrong I'm wrong I'm sorry um first place I took that truck was Daytona ah okay so that would have been that would have been, been march gotcha so yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess I my timelines a little off yeah so uh yeah yeah no cuz I got the truck in November I dropped it off to them uh before the end of the year so they had it in 98 and we got the truck I got the truck back and I think I had time to basically I put a roll pan on it and took it to Daytona. Um so there was there were some pictures of it in Daytona, you know it, it it cruised around there and then I drove it like that for a little while. Immediately I wanted to get it into mad mods and then basically it was just the, the weight to get in. So the only reason that truck got got shot for construction zone and seen the way it was. It was a big argument between Bobby from Mad Mods and I. I did not want to bring the truck out in primer. Um, you know, I, I really like didn't want to do that, but he was just like, you know, I, I I showed up at Slamfest and it was, It was there yeah yeah and (laughs) i know (laughs) because your standard
0: is so high that you were kind of like look man when i come out with shit like i want this shit like locked in no
3: no it it wasn't it wasn't that okay okay so like going going back you know years my my first real car was a volkswagen beetle and i couldn't afford to paint it it was in primer for almost the whole time i owned it and it was just one of those things that, like, you know, in my group of friends at that time, it was, you know, like, oh, man, when are you going to paint it? When are you going right, to paint it? Right. So, you know, when I did the truck, it wasn't – I dropped it off to Bobby, and it wasn't – I wasn't doing it in phases. I dropped it off to do the whole build, and they just weren't done with it in time for Slam Fest. We were it. trying to have it done for Slam Fest. It just didn't work out. So it went there in primer, and, it you know, it ended up being – you know, I had fun with it. It was cool. So I, I wasn't, I wasn't upset about it after the fact, but like leading up to it, I just, you know, it was a big argument between he and I, cause I did not want it to leave the shop unfinished. So, you yeah. know, back then it was, you know, we had the, that was at the, the early stages of the internet and you would get all the guys on there that would, uh, you know, talk all their, uh, Shit. all their stuff. And I didn't really want to be any part of that. So,
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, you did it didn't take long because boom February rolls around we drive down from Tampa in my S10 we of course hit Blood Drag which was that February uh 2000 and of course dude your truck was like like the talk of that weekend seeing it there in that copper color
3: Yeah, the truck was I mean at that point it was what I considered done. Um you know, we uh we did everything we could to get it done. I had just done a bunch of stuff to the motor, like literally the days leading up to it. Um, you know, I, I, anything I could buy online or not online, you know, over the phone at that time, anything that I could find to buy for it, I bought, you know, it, it wasn't a 22 REU like the previous Toyota. So there wasn't a whole lot of stuff available. But, you know, I bought a header, found somebody that had like a, an exchange program for like a polished valve cover. I had a bunch of little stuff under the hood chromed and, you know, any little thing that I could do. And, uh, I had set it up ahead of time. Um, well, I didn't set it up, but, uh, we had discussed it previously and, uh, they were going to shoot the truck for street trucks. Uh, actually, no, at that point it was going to be for mini trucking and, um, it just, it, it it ended up not working out. I guess, uh, Chris Schmidt came down, he was going to shoot the truck and I don't remember, I don't remember what happened, but it it didn't get shot. So, um, you know, I had fun with it, whatever, everything was cool. I didn't really care at that point. My truck was finished. So that was good enough for me. And, uh, um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, something we discussed previously, uh, you know, the paint got damaged and, uh, That's, you know, if you want to get into that story. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. So so I'm going to share a
0: bunch of photos of it when it was sitting in the grass at that blood drag, and we always hashtag 99N and and then DRGN for the tag that was on it, so you guys can see all these different photos and whatnot. But basically, so between then, and we we will get to the street trucks feature, because that comes out about a year and a half later, but between then and like this we we've, we've kind of heard some bits and pieces of like there was a movie production that wanted to link up with you and kind of use it like how did all that go down
3: so the funny part is originally they weren't they didn't even want my truck they ne- they had never even seen my truck <laughs> they they came to the stereo shop that I worked at and they were looking for a uh, they were looking for a custom four door suv to do a drive by shooting scene <laughs> and uh <laughs> And at the time we had just finished doing the stereo in Dave Porter's Blazer Blazer. So, you know, Dave and I at the time were pretty good friends and my truck was done, his truck was done, and uh they had they had basically uh you know blocked off downtown West Palm Beach, uh the Clematis area, and they we drove down there with Dave's truck and my truck. I was just gonna hang out with Dave while they used his truck and they were, you know, they were supposed to pay him to do it. Well, when we got there, they saw my truck sitting behind his and they were like, Oh man, what if we, what if we laid in the bed of the fat truck and did it? And you know, I, me, I was starstruck, you know, I hear, Oh, my truck's going to be in a movie. That'd be so cool. Right. So I, of course I jumped at the chance. And uh so they did a drive by shooting scene where, Uh, a guy was leaning out the passenger window. Uh, Another guy was laying in the bed and they were shooting uh, automatic. I think one dude had like an Uzi and another dude had an assault rifle. I don't remember exactly but um, obviously blanks but I never thought about it. The shells coming out of the gun chipped the truck all the way to the metal down the whole passenger side of the truck. Uh, There were chips There were chips on the roof. There were chips on the hood. There were chips in the bed. I mean, there was even chips. uh, There were chips everywhere. So, uh, the guys from the movie production, you know, at the time they played it cool. Like, Oh yeah, we'll take care of any damage. No problem, man. If you, you know, if you, uh, just get us an estimate and we'll, we'll take care of it. Okay. Well, I guess they weren't ready for how much it was going to cost to repaint that truck because it was a, a tri-coat color and, uh, there was no blending it. So basically three quarters of the truck had to get resprayed and they, uh, they shit themselves when they saw the number. So (laughs) it's like (laughs) movie production. I'm
0: sure. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was like,
3: you know, at the time it was a crazy number. Now it's, you know, you wouldn't even, Oh, it's a fender bender. No big deal. Right. But you know, it was, uh, I want to say at the time it was like 6,500 bucks to repair it because basically it was a, a full reshoot. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, they basically told me no way. They're not paying that. That's ridiculous. So I ended up just cutting my losses. I think they cut me a check for like fifteen hundred bucks, and I brought the truck to Mad Mods. I was just gonna eat it and pay to fix the truck. And at the time, uh, that's when Bones had just popped up in the truck scene. Oh yeah. So you know he was. Doing a lot of people's hoods, and you know, his own personal truck was badass with the graphics. So, you know, I he had the bay next door to Mad Mods, and um, Bobby was like, Man, you should talk to him about just doing graphics on it. He's like, At this point, you know, you gotta do you gotta repaint most of the truck, you could bury it in graphics and at least change it. You know, if you're gonna spend the money, at least make it different.
1: Okay. So,
3: you know, it was definitely more graphics than I wanted to do just to hide all the damage. But, you know, in the end I was, I was happy with it. So, you know, it didn't really matter, but, um, but yeah, so bones, uh, I ended up, you know, paying his price to, to graphic the truck, which, you know, at that point it was, it was cheaper to have him graphic the truck than it was to repaint the truck. So, he, oh, yeah. you know, he was, you know, he, he, he was, uh, he was really cheap for the quality work he was doing. So, you know, he, uh, he did me a solid and and painted the truck and, uh, he had it maybe, I don't know, like he had it like three months and, uh, got the truck back and that was, uh, you know that was it with the graphics. You know that was oh, yeah. that was why it got the graphics, and the only reason it got the graphics.
0: Yeah, it makes so, sense. Now, now people are going to ask, right? If they're, they're listening to it and they don't know the story, whatever ended up happening with the movie, did you ever see any footage? Because I, I've kind of heard different things about. Did it ever come out?
3: So I ended up. There was a movie trailer, and the trailer actually had the scene where they used my truck. Wow! Uh, but the wow. Mo- but the movie never came out. So there, you know, I I remember uh, I I had the pictures somewhere. I don't know. I'd have to find it. I know
0: I know you had them at some point. Um, Someone but, I think sent something to me, but I don't I don't remember seeing it. I don't know. That might just be my memory.
3: Yeah. So the the name of the movie was The Librarian, uh, okay. and it was a, a it was a William Forsythe movie, um, and it just it just never happened. Yeah. Got so, it. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, no problem. I was just curious more than anything. Now, I've always wondered this because it's ironic. Because Sean Carlson's brother now lives down. Uh, shout out to Trevor; he lives down your area, which I want to try to link up yeah. with him one time. What, did you did you ever kind of feel inspired by some of what you were seeing from the West? Because that that's some of the, what I always assumed in terms of the graphics.
3: So the the, the forked out tribal design, I dug the shit out of the uh, the forerunner was badass that was definitely somewhat of an inspiration for it what I initially wanted and what I got were two different things Ah. but in the end I was happy so it really didn't matter you know like uh I wanted to do basically I went to Bones and I brought him pictures a bunch of trucks like you know a lot of the um the different paint styles that I liked yep. and uh, the forerunner was obviously one of the, one of the graphic jobs that I liked. And it was, you know, just a lot of, you know, last look, just that, that style sure. of a paint job is what I wanted. And at that time there really wasn't anybody on this coast that was doing it. So, yep. Yep. you know, he, he jumped in and, and did what he wanted and I, not what he wanted. He did what was his his take on what I wanted, you know, he kind of meshed a bunch of stuff together and that's what we came up with. Um, but by all means, he killed it. You know, for me, it was at the time, you know, I thought it was the coolest thing ever, you know, and it, it just uh, super happy. He did a killer oh, yeah. job on it.
0: Yeah. It came and, out uh, so good, dude. And, and what, what I was going to say is, is um, I remember, so we saw it at that blood Dragon in February. And then I went to Nopi in 99 and 2000 with the homies and we saw it up there in uh, in September, and boom, it had the graphics on it.
3: Yep, yep. That was one of the first shows that it went to like that. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Again, Big John towed it up there to Nopi that year, too. Like, John and I were uh, were road dogs at the time. We went to all the shows together. So he just fortunately always had the full-size truck, and I had the mini truck, so it worked out good <laughs> for me.
0: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Now, one of my favorite mods on the truck, and maybe only some of the Tacoma guys would pick up on this, but I always thought it was pretty dope that underneath the headlight, you've got that little bit of, I think it's normally a plastic piece, right? Part of the grill. Yours was one of the only ones I can remember where you shaved that piece and it was like fully molded into the fender, I think.
3: Yeah, so on, my truck was a 99. Um, On that truck, it, it was metal. And behind the grill, there was a bolt. So basically when they shaved the corner light, they welded that piece to the, the fender, and that uh, that bolt that would normally hold that piece in ended up being part of the fender mount. So they did that. Um, they did the the one off Cal hood on it. Um, that
0: was sick. That was another one of my favorite mods that I think was like so subtle that not everyone noticed it. I'll share some photos of it.
3: Yeah, it, it was just like a really really it, it maybe a two inch. You know, yeah. it wasn't even it. It really wasn't even there for any reason. Um, you know, the, the top of the motor, we definitely, well, we wicked when they did the body drop on the truck, they, uh, they notched one of the, the supports underneath the hood. But other than that, you know, that nothing needed to come through the hood, but, um, you know, the cow hood was just kind of, I wanted that, that look on the truck and, uh, you know, Seth and Bob at the time, I want to say Seth did the, did the hood, but I mean, absolutely killed it. That was Probably one of my favorite parts of the whole truck was the hood. And then, uh, you know, obviously the, the sheet metal in the bed. I, you know, from the, the, the sheet metal bed was always a big thing for me after doing my Mazda. It was kind of like everything had to have a sheet metal bed. The, if the S10 wasn't already painted when I got it and if I would have had it longer, it definitely
0: would have got done. Yep. Got it. Yeah, and I forgot because you did take it. Some uh, Phil Fowler has sent us photos. Other people I have as well, like Tim from NC, Florida. But Texas Heat Wave 2000, that's when you and Big John and some of the guys from down there took the long trek to go all the way out to, to uh, Texas.
3: Yeah, so actually that truck went out there. That truck went to Heat Wave. Uh, <laughs> well, funny story. So that's I'm forgetting part of it. Now you're bringing it back. Um, that truck went to... Heat wave uh, oh when it was white when it was all white still basically a stock truck on high drives, had, I think, I think. It had, yeah it had the hydra well no no I mean I say stock but it you know it wasn't uh, right, it wasn't right. there was no paint and body it was still white um, but at that point it just had the roll pan the body drop and I think I had done a stereo in it or something nothing nothing crazy but it was still white and uh, the interior was like halfway done it wasn't even finished and we brought it out there but it was still a brand new truck and um i had uh brought it out there and uh Brant had uh bought the black tacoma to uh taco Mm -hmm. and uh you know we parked next to each other and it was it was cool you know seeing the truck like that and then um Same, same scenario. You know, we weren't even home yet. And at the time it was like the AOL instant messenger in the chat room, John and I, John and I stopped and somebody said something. And uh, I literally dropped the truck off at Mad Mods like the next day. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, here we go. Somebody, somebody said something about the truck and it wasn't, it wasn't as cool as the black one. And uh, it was a few comments that were made that I just, you know, Back then, if uh, if somebody had something to say, I'd you know I'd go all in, and you, you couldn't tell me anything. So, <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah, no, I remember. And then we went to there was a Daytona show. I was looking back at old photos. It was called Truck Spo. They only did it a couple of years up at the Speedway, and I remember seeing the truck there. Now I was always yeah. curious when when it was shot because it basically runs in uh, July. I think 01, street trucks. Um, do you remember yeah. was it shot down at Blood Drag that year? so the truck got shot like three
3: times ah. and it never, it never actually happened. So, uh, it got shot for mini truck in, I want to say twice. I can't remember who shot it first. I think Mike self shot it first and it was promised a cover, but never happened. And, uh, Lance, had just taken over as editor if I remember correctly and he had an issue with the way that I don't I don't remember the, the, yeah, politics the exact behind it. Like, right. it was it was like Mike self shot it, but Mike self left. So they didn't want to shoot it for I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was that that didn't get yeah, shot. So yeah. then uh I had another guy from down here reshot it for what was supposed to be the cover and uh they shot it and Lance didn't like we shot it by the beach and there was a palm tree in the background and he didn't like the palm tree and you know this is before all the photoshop sure, stuff I guess sure. so he was like oh it looks like the palm trees growing out of the truck and uh, you know it was just every excuse he could think of to not run the truck so at the time you know street trucks was running and Courtney was like, dude, I want to run the truck. So, um, we ended up reshooting it again and, uh, we found like a, a construction site where it was just, you know, a huge sand lot with these big, huge sand hills in the back. I mean, it didn't look South Florida at all. It looked like we were in the desert or something, but, um, you know, that, that was the actual, uh, you know, what was, what was shot again. And Courtney ran it in street trucks.
0: Yeah, it came out so good because, dude, like, with the interior, that bone color, I guess you could call it, in contrast with the copper and stuff and the graphics. And then the wheels. I mean, those wheels are classic by today's standards. Like, it just had everything. Like you said, the hood, the inside the bed with the graphics, how it flowed through. And um, I just always thought the front end, like you said, kind of – I was kind of forgetting earlier about the shape corners that obviously tied <laughs> into those little pieces. But, dude, it, it just looks so damn awesome, man.
3: Yeah, so fast forward – when when the new front end came out for the Tacoma i ended up changing the front end and i had to cut that part off so it didn't work with the new front end so unfortunately that part was gone
0: <laughs> yeah so and i wanted i wanted to mention that because here's the thing so shout out to to, to Jason, uh Redden down south. Of course, you know he's. I always joke around with him, calling him the Mini Truck Encyclopedia. But I was yep. showing him, and he didn't realize. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, throw him under the bus here. But he didn't realize when I was talking to Danler one day, uh, one of your NC brothers. Um, you know, yep. I had known that there were some parts that that I remember you seeing your truck in a different form, right? With, with some of that. But you basically yeah. ended up swapping some parts with them that I think he's got a we- wall hanger.
3: Yes, yeah, so, well I don't know he might I think he has the hood. I don't know what he has. Uh there's a bunch of parts that that went all over the place, so I don't yep. know who has what. But um I ended up the truck got I don't even know what year that new front end would have been. I don't remember at this point. Right, right. But um when they changed I think it was like 01 or something. They changed the front clip to like the the more rounded newer newer style crystal clear headlights and all that. Um I had seen a picture of it. The trucks weren't even on the lot. Um, I ended up going to Toyota and I had a friend that worked in the parts department at the time. And, uh, and he loved the truck. And this dude did some crazy research for me, got part numbers and ended up getting all the parts from Japan. So wow. the trucks hadn't even the new, the new front end hadn't even hit the lot yet. And I already had it. Damn. So, I got the headlights, the grill, the hood, and, uh, the core support had to change. And then I ended up getting, I got the bumper from Jason. I bought the the bumper off his green truck. Um, I want to say we worked a trade for that. And then I sold him the hood. So I, I drove over to Tampa, um, with the hood and the bumper and basically got his bumper and some money came back. And I had when the core support showed up, finally I took that straight to the chromer. I had the whole core support chromed and then basically every bracket that bolted to it. Cause at that point it was off the truck and there wasn't really going to be any downtime. So I had all that stuff chromed. As soon as it came back, we put it on the truck and literally got it bolted on the truck the night prior to blood drag. So, it got put on the truck, and I drove it the blood drag. I don't remember what year that would have been. I guess it would have been 01? Um, yeah, maybe. I think was. It the was. Year, that was the year that uh, Steve, Jason, and myself had the three Tacomas
0: parked together. Oh, right, right, and, right. Uh, yeah. And So I'm, I'm yeah, guessing the I, hood that he ended up with probably did get painted.
3: Yeah, he painted it, but that was the Cal hood off of my truck that he had on his green truck. Right, right, And then uh, the bumper off my truck with the, I had like the billet covers from Billet and Acrylic Fantasies. He, uh, he had, I gave him all that stuff with it. So he just repainted the bumper, put it on his truck, and then painted the hood. And, um, and then we put the new front end on mine. But I, you know, the, the filler panel on the grill was a different shape. So we ended up having to cut the, cut the piece off. So like, if you look close in the pictures at that show, it's, there's no paint on that edge of the, of the fender. It's just, uh, it's raw metal, but you know, the cut was clean enough where nobody really noticed and I didn't have any touch-up paint. So literally the morning of the show, we, we ended up pulling the truck out of the shop and drove it to the show. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool history. And, like I said, the truck was awesome, and I mean, you and I both know. I mean, it was basically a cover truck. It's just whatever those politics were, but I'm just glad yeah. that it did run. You know, when they when Courtney did the write up and the other guy shot it, you know, it came out awesome, and I'm just glad that it was kind of etched in the magazine history.
3: No, yeah, and then they did like a best of, and it came back out in in their whatever you know. Yes, like that's top, right. Off whatever trucks, it came out in that too. So that was cool. You know, I, I was I was happy with that. You know, no. No reason to be upset. I mean, it didn't get covered, but oh well, whatever. You know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah,
0: exactly. Now, after... The, so, like, basically, what, like, at that point, do you just kind of go, you know, this truck's done a lot, and do you decide, hey, I want to get back to my roots, and you want to do a Mazda, or what ends up happening there? So,
3: that pretty much is how life got in the way. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, at got that, it, got it. At that, at that point, the shop that I had worked at for nine years we had a separate shop that was like a wood shop from the retail location. So at that point I was getting heavy into doing the fabrication stuff for the car audio. And that was pretty much my home. So I was redoing the truck. I decided I wanted to change it up again. Wow. And uh, I had bought all the Forerunner sheet metal for the front, but we were going to, we were changing some stuff up. It was, I, I was doing the four owner fenders. Anki had sponsored me. They gave me a new set of wheels. I put the truck on 20s at the time at 18s. So it went on 20s front and rear. And uh, basically, the shop that I worked at, the owner out of nowhere came in on a Friday morning and said, uh, Hey guys, shop's closed. Um, You know, I've decided I don't want to do this anymore. And we had no, you know, Notice. Nothing going up to it to pretty much you know do anything, and at the time, my Tacoma was in the warehouse for the shop in pieces, and uh, I don't know if you remember Jimmy Brown that had the uh, the celery stock colored. Uh, Ranger, the Splash. Oh, right, right. Yeah, That was in negative camber. So my truck and his truck were both in the shop. I was doing the stereo and all the the interior stuff in his truck at the time. And the owner pretty much told me, like, hey, dude, look, you know, uh, the lease is up over there. I don't want to renew it. Um, You know, so you got two weeks at this point to get all your stuff out of there, or you can take over the lease. So, any money that I had put aside to build the truck, it was kind of a sink or swim moment. And that was when I started my business. So, uh, you know, I pretty much the truck got put on the back burner and I opened the shop and the shop did well. So, you know, I started making money. It took me probably six to eight months before I was recouped the money I put out and, and, uh, you know, back to the point where I could build the truck. Well, then when I reached out to Bobby at Mad Mods about redoing the truck, you know, because I was like, look, you know, I'm I'm ready to redo it. He was like, bro, I have cars that have been waiting since before we did the truck originally. Wow. And Bobby and I, back in those days, we always kind of pony traded and, you know, did our did our thing back and forth. Like if he had a car in the shop that needed a stereo or something, he would call me. I do a stereo in it and then he'd be like, Oh, you know, I know you want to redo some stuff on the car. You want to just work it out. Or I was always doing installs with molded painted stereo stuff and he would do all the paint and body on them. Mm -hmm. So we'd always trade out. So at that point I had a pretty substantial credit with him and he was like, man, if you buy a new truck, I'll do it. He goes, but right now, if I took your Tacoma in, he goes, these dudes are going to lose it. He goes, Somebody's going to kill me. So that was where the Mazda came from. So, (laughs) so at that point I went out and found a, I think that truck was a 90, uh, a 90 extra cab B 2200. And, uh, uh, you know, big shout out to Donnie. You know, he, he was a, a huge, huge contributor help in that because I literally had no experience doing any kind of metal fabrication at that point. And, uh, you know, Donnie was like, dude, if you want to do it, he's like, we'll body drop it, we'll do all the suspension. At that point, Donnie was a welder by trade. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he and I, uh, we had a friend, uh, Tom, not Tom Bennett, an an older guy, Tom, that had a a house with a, a detached shop next to it that was pretty big. And he was like, listen, you guys are more than welcome to come in here and do whatever you want. He's like, I don't really use the shop, so as long as you're here working on it, Whatever time it takes, you're welcome to do it. So it became a a night and weekend project. And, and, you know, listen, I had a business at the time that was fairly new. And I can honestly say, you know, Donnie Donnie was a a rock star. You know, he would go in there after work and, you know, he was super into it. You know, not saying I wasn't there a lot, but, you know, Donnie was definitely on it more than me. So, you know, we got the truck, uh, you know, body dropped it, did all the suspension on it. You know, I'm I've never really been a an air ride guy, but I've always been a hydraulic guy. So we did hydraulics in it and um got all that stuff done and then the truck went to uh the truck went straight to MadMods. And again, you know, sheet metal inside of the bed and I had big plans for stuff to do to it. The uh the roof had a big dent in it, and rather than fix the dent, we put a huge sliding rag in it. And uh, you know, pretty much when the truck went there unfortunate incident. I dropped the truck off. Bobby from Mad Mods had his motorcycle accident. It was either the same day or the next day. Oh, wow. So, you know, so that put him in a wheelchair for months. And, um, you know, at that point, it was like I didn't need the truck. It wasn't – it was – I was building it to have a cool daily driver again just because I didn't have the Tacoma. So that pretty much – it sat at his shop for a while and it, you know, it, it was like at the end of the day, he was my friend sure, and, uh, you know, he, he had been in his accident and got hurt. So we weren't really, uh, we weren't really worried about how long it took. Exactly. So,
0: yeah. Health first. You know, it, it
3: sat there and, you know, and then, uh, I literally dropped it off and I had two things that were my absolute do not do. And, uh, I showed up at the shop and I basically said, look, you can do whatever you want to the truck. The only thing I don't want to do, I don't want to shave the taillights and I don't want to shave the door handles. So I showed up at the shop, the taillights were gone and the door handles were gone. So (laughs) (laughs) and his, his comment was, Hey man, you're in Bobby's world, bro. This is how this is going down. So, you know, needless to say, at that point, all right, LED taillights, LED third brake light, and it just uh you know, it, it jumped into a whole nother another uh realm oh. on that one. So oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that truck came out good and we'll share some photos. I mean I shared some in the past, but we'll kinda re up them uh so people can see it. But we got a chance to see it at uh Showfest that year. I mean with the sliding rag the hydros, yep. the yellow and white paint, kind of with the graphic. I mean, it really it, it had that Eric Crying kind of mix, right? Like the stuff that, for the most part, that that you liked, but uh, of course, you know that that was executed very well.
3: Yeah, I mean, we you know we did pretty much anything and everything we could possibly think of was done to the truck at that point. The uh, at Showfest, it wasn't done. Um, it was a little. It was a little out of the realm for what uh what Donnie and I were capable of. Not gonna say what we weren't capable of it. Uh it was a little beyond beyond our uh creativity at the time. So at going to heat wave back in the day, I could remember seeing all the all the dualies out there that had like all the tubular stuff in the bed that unbolted and everything was chrome. So the Mazda I had uh, Mike from Wicked, after Wicked was already closed, he did redid the rear suspension on the truck and basically made it so the whole center chunk of the suspension, like the the crossbars and uh, the upper mount for the cylinders, all that was all tubular and everything unbolted so it could be chromes, but that never got done. So suspension got done, but I never... I never had the opportunity to take the chance to to finish it at that point. You know, the truck the truck never got finished. Uh, it was just basically like the exterior of the truck was done, and it came down to the interior and the stereo. And I just never had the opportunity to to get to it, and yep, you know, yep. life got in the, life got in the way and. It got backburnered and just never, never got finished.
0: Oh yeah, Unfortunately. Well, we'll share some of the photos. I think people will appreciate seeing it again because it was pretty awesome. Now, if we fast forward to, it's ironic because I was going to ask you about like kind of your love for the hydros. Now, on the next build, I wanted to talk about was I believe, and maybe it wasn't the exact next one, but the expedition comes into play. Was that one of your <laughs> first rides? Wasn't that on air? So that was the first truck I ever had on air. That
3: truck so back to, I couldn't, I had to have something cool as a daily driver, <laughs> right. you know, uh, you know, the Tacoma was sitting there collecting dust, couldn't get done because, you know, uh, too many people would have a problem with that truck getting redone. So building the Mazda, Bobby got into his accident. That was supposed to be my daily driver. So I went and bought the expedition. So then while I had the expedition, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to put some wheels on it. And that you know, then it the got wheels the and then it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, what size tire do I put on it? And I was like, man, at the time, the guys at Wicked had just done a buddy of mine's expedition and they did uh hydraulics in the front with airbags in the back. And I was like, man, that'd be super cool And I could tow the Mazda when, or the Tacoma when they're done. So I drove that truck still with its paper plate on it over to Wicked and had them do... uh originally i dropped it off to do hydraulics in the front and air in the back it's about doing the hydraulics in the front and the air in the back and then rick at wicked was like dude just do airbags he's like it, it's the stuff has come so far now we can get
0: it's, the lift you know, we, we can make all it. that
3: well it wasn't even the lift it's like i my my teal mazda i had done air ride on before we put the hydraulics in it and it was just you know back then it wasn't multiple compressors right. it was just it was, it was so slow. Like Quarter-inch lines an appointment. and all that. Yeah, you'd have to make an appointment to get it off the ground. And it was just <laughs> like – it was uh, 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 manual valves that dumped the air inside the truck, and it stunk like a like somebody just did a burnout in the truck. <laughs> and it just – it was so not cool that I just – I didn't want it. And then he was like, listen, man. He's like, we can do electric valves. We can do all this. And, you know, I, I just went with it. And uh, that was in like – I want to say that was Oh two, maybe it was a 2000 expedition that I did in Oh two. So yeah, we did that. And then, um, it was on 22s and it laid the running board. It didn't lay frame, but it, you know, it still had the running boards and they, they laid out. So it was good enough. You know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to cut into the body. I wanted to keep the third row seat and, uh, you know, all that stuff back there. I, I didn't really want to mess with. So, um, they made it fairly low. It was, it was cool enough. And, uh, I had that as a daily driver forever, And then, um, you know, then it was like, all right, well, one of the manufacturers approached me, the owners, the owner of mass pro audio approached me and he was like, man, I need a truck for Daytona. He's like, uh, do you have anything? And at the time I just got the truck back from doing the air ride. And I was like, well, I, I just got, I just did this truck. And he was like, man, make a list. I'll give you whatever you want. So, you know, we, uh, made a list and I had like, I don't know, I think a week to get everything done. So it wasn't crazy for, for Daytona, but it was actually, it wasn't Daytona. It was a, a, a different show. Mm-hmm. We did the back of the truck for that show, got it all done. I put a TV in the dash and did like the console for the radio. And then did the back of the truck, but the doors weren't done at the time or anything like that. So got it done, brought it to the show. They were super happy, you know, and then they were like, look, uh, if you can do all the doors and, and finish it, we'd like to take it to CES. So at that point it was a mad dash to get the doors done and uh, finish it up. And then they towed it out to Vegas for the consumer electronics show. And Which one of in January. That,
0: yep.
3: Yeah, that was in January. And then you saw it, uh, it was, you know, freshly done. And we used it in, they used it in Daytona for their booth there.
0: So. Yeah, and even by today's standards, I mean, the thing was super clean, and like like you said, the running boards laid out. Um, I always liked, because I took a couple photos of it that year, the, the interior, how you did, you know, that was even before people, I mean, people were doing screens, but that screen that you had mounted in there, and you had molded, you know, that whole bezel piece, like, dude, it looked yeah. so nice. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I took apart a part of flip down TV and and molded the bezel into the dash and had it where all the buttons stuck through. So it was it was a, uh, at the time it was cool. You know, I, I guess it said you know it still kind of stays with what the trend of people are doing now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now you can get a radio that size. So it's you know you don't have to go crazy. But you know, it had I, I don't remember if it was a nine or a ten inch screen that we put in there. But you know it, it fit, didn't have to modify the AC, everything was cool. So. As long as I have to modify the AC, it was whatever the biggest thing I could put in there. Yeah,
0: you know, that thing you know, was dope, and it was never shot for like like even Dub Magazine or anything, huh?
3: That truck got shot for Tailgate.
0: Oh, did it?
3: Wow. So that that truck ran that truck ran in Tailgate. God, I don't, I don't remember. remember that. Yeah, I'll have and, to go
0: back and look. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, what was the guy? John. John Gilbert. Yeah.
3: Yep. John Gilbert shot it for Tailgate. They actually shot it. I want to say they were in town for. Maybe it was blood drag?
0: Yeah, I think it um, was, Eddie,
3: yeah. Yeah, Eddie Sobrecco brought him by my shop, and they shot it, and they shot a couple of my customers' trucks when they were there. So,
0: Yeah, pretty cool. Now, kind of fast forward from there, I I personally, you know, not knowing you as well as, like, the homie Tom Bennett and some of the guys down south, like Donnie, I always assumed, I was like, man, you know, Eric's got this Tacoma, he's got this Mazda. And I was kind of surprised a few years ago that I think it was like time you knew it was time. And my understanding was you did let those go.
3: Yeah. So basically where I live now, I have about three quarters of a mile of dirt road to get to my house. You know, I had a few other trucks after the expedition. I had some Silverados that were lowered on 26s and stuff like that. And, you know, nice clean daily driver trucks, nothing crazy. And, uh, when I bought this house where I live now, I live in, in the area they, they, they call the acreage in West Palm beach. So it's like an equestrian area, um, you know, where people all have acre and a quarter, two and a half acre lots, but it's all dirt road to get to my house. Yeah. So, um, you know, those trucks were just not practical to have out here. So when I moved out here, the intention was, oh, I'm gonna build a shop. Once I build the shop, I can finish the trucks well, again, life got in the way, my wife and I ended up, uh, you know, my wife got pregnant with my now five-year-old daughter Yep, yep. and, uh, when I had both those trucks in my two car garage and one day my wife got stuck outside with my, you know, couple month old daughter in the rain ah, right. and it just made me, it just, it just made me feel horrible. So I just, you know, like I, I reached out to a couple of people, uh, bones had been asking about the Mazda and I just called him and said, dude, if you want it, just come get it. Um, you know, the money thing, I don't care. We can work it out later. It's not a big deal. You know, just, you know, he wanted it for a daily driver, which whatever, you know, he ended up doing a trade with somebody. So another guy has it now, but that's whatever. And then, uh, Mike that used to work at
0: wicked, Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Donnie and everybody says one arm, Mike, right?
3: Yep. Yep. So I called Mike and I was like, hey, man, you know, I know you had said at one point you might want the Tacoma. And, you know, he was like, listen, I would love it, but, you know, I just don't want to, you know, he's like, I don't really want to spend the money on a truck. I was like, dude, if you want it, you can have it. So I gave him the Tacoma. And since then, he's, got it pretty much back, you know, from, from my understanding, it's, it's a running driving truck. Again, he put a, he put normal fenders back on it. I know he's got to do some paint work on it, but he put some billets on it and uh, you know, it's back to, it's back to together. You know, I think at some point he might get with bones and I mean they work together at Miranda built. So, you know, now uh, you know, he's going to possibly finish the truck back to how it was. So you know he's got it now, and you know hopefully, uh, hopefully he gets it back together. That would be cool to see it. in, oh, yeah. its, uh, in all its glory.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, that's cool, and I mean it's a testament to the work that was put into it, and it's really cool that you know you're close enough to these guys to kind of go, hey, look, I know you can be the caretaker to a certain extent, um, and you know you were trying to look out for your family, so nobody's going to argue with that. Uh, no, yeah, I mean is. now I
3: built a big shop behind my house. So, you know, eventually I'm set up now where I can build myself something again. So one of these days, something will pop up. So we'll see what happens. But there, there were a couple of things that I got in the works and just decided not to go with it. So I don't know when I find the right project, I'm going to, I'm going to dive back into it. But as of right now, I'm just enjoying my family and, uh, every penny I have because I know what's going to happen when I do get another project. I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to be in trouble with the wife. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Right. More time, more time. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah.
0: Something that many people may not realize is if you think about, I mean, we could do a laundry list of catch 22. You said Dave Porter's blazer, you know, all these local yep. mini rides, Shulman's projects, yep. you know, Navigator, the lightning, I mean so much like, you know some people might go hey i know eric because he had this tacoma that was featured right but when you really look at your contributions for the past dude i hate to say we're getting old like 30 years almost 25 30 at least yeah. for you like boom i yeah, mean dude it's yeah. quite a resume man
3: yeah i mean it was it was pretty cool back in the day when the when the mini truck stuff was popping off here i mean it was it was literally like you know almost every month there was a magazine that came out that you know, we played a part in, in, uh, or I played a part in, in doing something to the truck, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, doing some wrapping a bunch of panels in tweet or doing a stereo or whatever, you know, it was, uh, it was cool. Oh yeah. So, you know, there's, there's been quite a few, you know, and then like the one that, the one that most people know me for as far as the audio stuff from back in the day would be Dave's, uh, Dave's F one fifty doing, doing catch 22. And you know, because that thing was, you know, it, 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 got seen everywhere and you know it, it got so much press it was just ridiculous. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, as we wind it down just the last couple questions. Um was there anyone that ever like inspired you like when you were younger? Like was it anybody down south or you know were you looking at the magazines like we all were going man I want to build something that was going to be featured in a magazine? You know, I, I mean
3: like I Yeah, for sure. You know, there were there were plenty of guys like, you know, growing up in this area um, you know, as a kid, the cool trucks were all in, uh, you know, local minis was like the, the, the club that had all like the, the crazy stuff in that era.
1: Mm.
3: And, uh, you know, seeing all those guys at, at Lake Worth Beach, you know, Pete had, uh, Blue Aura. Yeah, that kind of That's what I was around. trying to
0: think of earlier. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I would see Blue Aura and then there was, uh, there was an Azuzu that was orange with hydraulics and a dancing bed. I want to say it was like orange juice or orange appeal or something like that. There were a, there were a bunch of trucks. And then just, you know, when I, when I got my first Mazda, you know, started going to the shows and uh, you know, that literally I, you know, would see those guys and it was like, man, they were, you know, I, I wanted to be a part of that club and and, uh, eventually got into the club and you know, I was in that club forever. And then, uh, you know, when I, you know, just being around those guys and, you know, at the time in South Florida, they were the guys that were really doing all the, the cool shit, you know, like all the trucks,
0: you know, I hate to say it,
3: but it was like that West coast style. They were, that was the style of trucks these guys were building. You know, it was, I mean, granted it had the, the South Florida flavor with the bright colors and you know, the, the pastels and stuff, but you know, it was definitely, uh, you know, big inspiration of like the west coast trucks and and uh you know that was that was killer and like as far as the mazdas dude tom, tom mcmurdo's uh the yellow
1: yes. standard
3: cab was on the cover and i mean that was like you know at the time that was like my dream was to have a truck like that and uh you know i mean you know fast forward i i, I think i had a couple of trucks like oh, that yeah. and i thought it, yeah thought it was cool you know so that that definitely was a huge inspiration honestly that's that's why I went with the yellow on the, the, you know, the, the two tone on the Mazda, obviously, you know, it was not fully yellow, but that always made me want to have a yellow truck. And, you know, for me, I'm too big of a guy to have a standard cab. I mean, I'm six, three, so right. standard cab truck for me just wasn't going to happen. So, yeah, you know, yeah. always had to have an extra cab, but, but, uh, but yeah, that truck was a, a huge inspiration and, uh, you know, and then, you know, fast forward when I got into NC, just all those guys, you know, everybody was just at the time pushing the limits. I mean, they still are. So, you know, that was, uh, that was big for me, you know, it was just like seeing all the guys that I idolized as a kid, seeing the magazine trucks and then getting to know them all. And, and, uh, you know, just, it it was super cool, you know, like the, you know, my, my youth, I guess you could say was, uh, you know, a lot of fun, man. And And, uh, You know, even, um, I know I mentioned his name a few times, but like Big John, you know, he and I are still close. And uh, we, uh, you know, we went to a ton of shows. You know, he and I, literally, it seemed like every month we were, you know, in the truck driving somewhere across the country to go somewhere. You know, whether it was Texas Heat Wave or Nopi or show fest or whatever you know we would always hop in the truck and and gone you know everybody else would have an excuse but you know he was always my uh ride or die my guy you know me me and him were always going everywhere so that was always cool
0: yeah and and i really wanted to give you props and if you think about like for a while i think some people especially the west not necessarily the west coast but people looked at florida as like the miami base you know neons ground effects but really, when you when you put the flag in the ground and you go, you know, what you guys were doing, including yourself down south, Big John included, you know, with Bob and Seth and Wicked, and then you had Matt Torgerson up in the greater Orlando area, yep. you know, you had, like, Rob Scepter, rest in peace, like, all these guys, even Bruce Rivera, rest in peace, like, they were really representing Florida saying, hey, we're not just neons and ground effects, we're building some shit, and I think, like, if you really lay down and and people knew the history of all of these builds, like some of like even your Mazda that maybe never graced a feature, but you if you add the culmination of all of that and with Dave's uh, red hot truck, you know back in the late eighties going to the nineties, like Florida was really holding our own, man.
3: Yeah, I mean it was it was definitely a, a you know a good time to to be around. You know it was definitely fun. You know we did a we did a lot of stuff back then that you know now I you know I would definitely not do the things that I did when <laughs> right, I was younger, right. but you know, I, I definitely, uh, you know, I was known to be the, the, you know, I guess uh, let's, I'll say it. I was the asshole that had no problem doing 80 down the highway and just laying <laughs> the truck out. And, uh, you know, that, that's even, you know, that's how Courtney got to know me <laughs> you know, from, from videos that popped up on the, on the internet. So, uh, you know, but yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely fun,
0: man, you know? And, and uh, yeah, I definitely don't regret any bit of it. Every bit of it, you know, was, was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch upon before I let you go, Eric, is um, I know you don't really need to be plugged, but certainly I want people to know um, advanced audio solutions. Yes, advanced audio concepts. Oh, No, no, you. advanced audio concepts, yep. Advanced audio concepts on Instagram. You want to follow Eric and t- talk to us a little bit about what you do and where you're at.
3: Uh, I'm in Pompano Beach, Florida, which, you know, it's, um, I can see the sign that says, welcome to Fort Lauderdale from my shop. Um, you know, it's, uh, South Florida, you know, we do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, anything from exotic cars, motorcycles, you know, we get a ton of the old Chevys, you know, whether the the guys with the donks with the big wheels, that's, you know, honestly, these days, that's probably half of my business, but, um, you know, we do a ton of work, you know, and, uh, a lot of fabrication, a lot of a lot of uh, you know, but I, I think it's cool stuff we do. So, you know, my customers seem to think so too. So, hey, as long as uh, as long as there is people willing to pay for it, you know, I am going to keep doing it. So,
0: yeah, and if you check out his page, you'll see he does stereo interior stuff, all kinds of Dakota digital gauge sty- stuff, uh, wiring. I mean, really high end. Um, the one last thing, Tim from NC Florida had chimed in, and he said, "Hey, you should have Eric in a, in a brief overview." Describe what the like what a true donk is because I know there's a lot of discussion about like Tampa or Miami. It's kind of like the Cuban sandwich, right? Who who made it first? But can you just break down for the listeners on what an actual donk is?
3: So, all right, well that's uh, that's uh, fighting words, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a big thing, you know. Everybody sees a car with big wheels, like oh, it's a donk. No, that's not what a donk is. A donk is a Chevy. Chevrolet, Impala, Caprice, or Bel Air, 71 through 76. It's a specific body style of car. And uh, in South Florida, the, the, the car culture for the donks is ridiculous. Like, if you have a shop in South Florida and you don't have a donk in it, you're not relevant. Yeah, but it's like uh, having a VHS know, I, store I right
0: now. Who's really running those?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally... One of the, you know, if everywhere you go in South Florida, there are donks everywhere. So, you know, I have I do a lot of mail order stuff for those cars. I literally have guys from all over the country shipping me parts to build them for those cars. And it's like as much as I hate to admit it you know uh 10 years ago 10 10 years ago if you would have told me i'd be working on a lot more of these cars than ever i would have laughed at you you know those in that era it would have been porsches and escalades and now it's uh you know we'll have a brand new ferrari and five donks so you know it's uh it is what it is, man. You know, we, we, we roll with
0: it. So Yeah, and the one thing I'll say about you is I, I can tell, like like you said earlier, like you, you had one of those career-defining moments where it was a quick wake-up call. You had to go, yo, sink or swim. What am I going to do here? Am I going to go work for another guy? And you followed your passion all those years, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a long list of, you know, uh, a list for people to get into your shop if you weren't doing hella good work.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can honestly say, you know, um, my, you know, my, my, uh, my mini truck background is basically what, uh what put me where I am today. You know, I have no problem saying that, you know, the, the, that community supported me for so long and they still do. And, uh, you know, all the guys that I grew up with in the era of having all the mini trucks and the bagged and body drop trucks. I am still close to this day with quite a few of them, you know, like we, we, we talk daily and weekly, whether it be on Instagram or face to face, you know, that's still my, you know, my, uh, my tight knit group of friends, you know, it's like a lot of the, a lot of the club guys down here, you know, like people don't know that, you know, Tom Bennett, myself and big John, at one point we were all roommates, you know, uh, you know, Tom, Tom owned the house always, but you know, we all, we all lived with Tom and, uh, you know, it was uh, it was fun, man. We had a lot of fun those days, and we're all still close. So, Yeah,
0: that's good shit, man. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Of course, uh, Eric Cryan, Negative Camber, uh, I would again tell everyone, encourage you guys, check out Advanced Audio Concepts with a C. Uh, we'll be sharing some of the throwback photos, some of the different things we've saved over the years. But, dude, we salute you, man, and thank you again, Eric, for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, brother. Have a good one. All right, you too. Yo, yo, it's a wrap. I got to thank Eric Cryan for sitting down with us here at OLP and really shedding a lot of light on different topics, including things I've always been curious about, including the movie that his truck was in. And I want to share with everyone, I was able to find more information on that. Eric and I have sent texts back and forth, and we're going to share probably for the first time via social media, in terms of anything related to our truck scene, a part of the trailer. And I say that because there is just a couple of frames where the truck is in there, which is freaking awesome. So we finally got down to it. The movie did come out, and I'll be sharing that via social media, Facebook, Instagram. So be on the lookout. I want to thank our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast, for the continued support. We'll be out there the third week in June 2024. For Scraping the Coast 2024. Remember, Scraping the Coast is in the Mini Truck Hall of Fame. It's that awesome of a show. This marks three weeks in a row. Even with the holiday, I put the pedal to the metal. And although this is not a video episode, it was still three weeks in a row. So I can't thank everyone enough for the support. If there's anybody out there that you think would appreciate this content, send them a text, send them a link. You know, it's that simple. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Instagram. However you do that, it really helps us out. And, again, I can't thank all of the uh, supporters enough. Rest in peace, Josh Pascal. What a good dude. Again, go to AsphaltArmy.com. You can buy the sticker. The stickers are $5 a piece, but if you buy two, you're only paying $1 shipping, and all of the money goes to Josh's family. So thanks, Tony Moore and team at Asphalt Army that stepped up to do this. It's a great thing. And um, it's a it's a great way to try to put a little bit of positivity on a very sad situation and, and help the family and, and friends and whatnot. So again, thanks for all the support. Keep it locked to OLP via social media. We'll see you. Hopefully you're gonna pre register. I think today's the last day if you're in day one for Eastbound get down. Hopefully they extend it out. And put some of those Christmas movies on, some Home Alone, some National Lampoons, and enjoy the family time. We'll hit you in two weeks. We've only got a couple episodes left for this year. We're going to keep the pedal stomped as we get sideways into 2024. Last little treat here. Biggity Mike the Mayor, I don't know what he was talking about, but let's roll into it and then we at you. Peace out, everyone. If your woman tries to say that she's celibate, that's when you pretty much... You go back to the prenuptial agreement and you say, "No, we're in here." It says, <laughs> "What did you say when you?" What do they call them, valves or like Hannah? Hey, you want to buy a valve, <laughs> valve or valves? And you basically say your valves, and you say for better or worse, through thinner <laughs> through thicker, through stick thicker than a sticker. What was your money truck winning or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thicker than a sticker. It was something like that, but it is, what is it, you say, Hannah, I want to buy a valve, and then you go up and you say the words or whatever, and then nobody says anything bad, and then you just go, something about kiss, kissing or something. Kissing cousins? Yeah. You are from Ruskin.
2: <laughs> hey, Shannon lived there for a short period of time, too.